Welcome back, guys. I'm Jesse Atkinson. Well, welcome, everyone, to Turkey Fox Radio Morning Club. It's good having you with us. You know, I'm such an idiot. I scared a dog off, and now my computer's been as slow as hell. Um, I was trying to record this show, but um, apparently it wants to be a piece of junk. So, yeah, um, I got recording now, but I feel like I should do this now. Um... Especially since I scared off the dog, but you know what? I'm just gonna man up and do it anyway. Plus, also, I'm gonna have to wing it this today, actually, because I did not come up with a list for segments we're gonna do. <coughs> Plus, also, my voice is a little off right now, as you can probably tell, so yeah, um, yeah, this show might be a little bit off today, guys. Just saying. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and get some stuff in the queue right now, just so I can get this over with. Um, let's see. Um, 2, 2.5. I'll put that one there, I guess. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I need to put I need to put some music in. Um hmm. let's see here, um I'll start now. So I think it's close to three minutes. I'll just do this one, I guess. But anyway, um, yeah, um, okay. Um, anyway, um, what was I going to talk about? Oh yeah, the local weather for today. Um, yeah, I guess we could take a look at the weather. Yeah. Or not other Anyway, um, right now it's 50 degrees outside with clear sky. Um, later today it'll be 77 degrees on Thursday. Probably with clear sky. Yep. Friday, 79 degrees with um, few clouds. At 79 degrees, by the way. Saturday, it will be scattered clouds, 70 degrees, 70, 70. Sunday, it will be overclass, overcast clouds with 68 degrees. And then Monday, once again, it will be clear sky with 72 degrees. And that's your weather forecast, courtesy of whatever this, courtesy of Tricky Fox Radio. To check out the forecast for Dallas, Oregon, just visit trickyfoxradio.ml, click on the weather link above, and you can take a look at the five-day forecast plus the current conditions. Ain't that nice? (laughs) But anyway, um, what else was I going to talk about? Yeah, um, our production system got hung up for a long while when I was trying to record this program. It even froze up Firefox, even, which was 
kind of odd, actually. I was really upset about that, so I had to restart the system. It seems to be working now, but God, I can hate Windows sometimes, but I always thought that Windows 7 was the most superior option compared to others. Now, you're probably wondering, why am I using Windows 7? It's no longer supported. Well, I'm just using it for legacy use. I use Windows 10 for current stuff, like my, um, games and stuff like that, but, um, but as I said before, um, it might not have been Windows, it might have been AIMP, because we are using AIMP to, um, record our programs, and as you might recall, AIMP is free, but it's proprietary. Now, I'm not going to go any further into rants or whatever, because there's no alternative to AIMP that will let me record my shows, so... Yeah, um, but anyway, um, I guess I, okay, I'm going to have to wing it, so it's going to be a little bit boring today, but, um, I think I might just copy over the segments from, from yesterday, maybe we'll see the makeup for this, um, I don't know, maybe I could write them down when we go to the break, I guess, which I'll probably end up doing anyway, I just got Make sure my notebook's very close to me. In fact, it's right here. It's just, it's just right, um, above, right behind the tablet. I don't know. I can't even fix straight today. I'm sorry for yelling. It's just I'm really frustrated right now. I didn't really get a lot of sleep. I went to sleep around midnight because I was working on this um. Class of 2004 mix that we'll be uploading real soon on Tricky Fox Radio as well. Our website that is, so you can check that out online. We have a mixes tab on our website where you can listen to some cool mixes. Right now, the only one we have up is 90s hits, but we do are gonna offer that Class of 2004 one as well. We might also have one for um Class of 2014, which is the year I graduated. Believe it or not. And we might also have one for class of 2023 as well, because people are graduating this year. Obviously, we'll have something to listen to their graduate years, their graduate hits. How about that? But anyway, I will apologize if I do a lot of um, cursing. Well, I'll try not to curse, but I do apologize for the slight mild language here and there. Because, again, I did not get a lot of sleep. Um, sleep. S-L-E-P, I'm saying it like dang Spongebob did. Sleep. Again, I did not get a lot of sleep. I only got like, my um, sleep, let me um, take a look on my phone here. It'll tell me what the, my sleep quality was. It wasn't as good um, compared to um, yes, yesterday. Um, we'll just go in my sleep cycle status here. Catch up on your sleep. I don't care. Not right now, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, 67% sleep quality. I was only asleep for about 4 hours and 53 minutes. Compare that to yesterday, I was asleep for 7 hours and 30 minutes. So, yeah, that's a big, 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 big difference. So, yeah, and the reason why is because, well, put bluntly, I went to bed at 12.01 a.m. because I was working on that class of 2004 mix. 
Compare that to um, Tuesday, where I went to bed at 9.17 p.m. So that was like three hours earlier, almost. So, yeah, major difference. But anyway, yeah, um, so I will apologize for some mild language and possibly, uh, maybe who knows what, um, but as you can see, I'm just being a little bit frustrated on my side because I just haven't gotten a lot of sleep. But yeah, um, coming up we'll have Dua Lipa's Don't Start Now and Lizio's About Damn Time. And then after that, I guess we'll do something else. I don't know. Again, I haven't figured out what I'm going to be doing. But, so I guess there'll be a surprise for you guys. So, um, yeah. Um, but anyway, that's pretty much it for this segment, guys. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and sign off for now until this commercial break. But anyway, you're listening to the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for Thursday, May 25th, 2023. I am Jesse Hackinson. We will be right back right after this. That was Summer by Calvin Harris. Now, earlier I said I was going to play Lizio about damn time, but unfortunately I decided to play this instead to even out the segments because I just realized that it would not even it out. So, yeah. Um, anyway, um, we're going to do Food Talk now. That's going to be our second segment. And right now we're going to be talking about these whipped cream frosting. A light creamy frosting with several variations. I will share the variations with you as well. Now all you need is the cake. Shared by underscore pixie underscore. Whatever that means. It is ready in seven minutes. The year is twelve ingredients, technically free, not counting the variations, obviously. And it yields one frosting for one layer cake. The ingredients are one pint of heavy cream, well chilled. Do I have my microphone on? Okay, good, yeah. Anyway, um, ingredients, one pint of heavy cream, well chilled. These are in U.S. units, by the way. One cup of sifted icing sugar. And one teaspoon of vanilla. Now, here's the ingredients for the different variations. If you want chocolate... You're also going to need one half cup of cocoa sifted in within the icing sugar. If you're wanting coffee icing, then you're going to need one tablespoon of instant coffee, which is dissolved in the cream, actually. For lemon icing, you're going to need one and a half teaspoon of lemon extract, and along with one finely grated lemon, the rendove, in place of the vanilla. Alright, um, also there's orange icing, one and a half teaspoon of orange extract, and one finely grated orange, the rendove as well, in place of the vanilla. If you want nut icing, which obviously is a thing, but you know what I mean, there's Winnie, uh, one teaspoon of almond extract in place of the vanilla, plus three-fourths cup of minced nuts, of your choice that is folded in. Hey Winnie. Yeah. Yeah, Winnie likes to be with me now. Um, yeah. 
Okay. You can be with me while I do my show, I guess. Anyway, um... Also, there's Tipsy Icy, which is kind of interesting. Um, there's one, two tablespoons of rum, or one to two tablespoons of bourbon, in place of the vanilla. If you want extra tipsy, please pierce the cake layers and dribble with more of the same type of liquor, or and let it stand, I guess? I don't know. If you want to go, you can, Winnie. I'm not going to stop you, okay? Come on, Winnie, okay? You want with me, but now you just want down. That was Winnie, if you want down. But anyway, um, here's the directions. Step one, using both a chilled bowl and chilled beaters, beat the cream until it's frothy. Now on to step two, add the icing sugar and vanilla gradually while beating it. Step three, Whip until light and a thick enough consistency to spread as nicely. And in step four, use it immediately while you can. But yeah, that's pretty much it to it. Again, it's just a very simple recipe. All it, it really is meant for like icing cupcakes and other cakes and all that good stuff. But it is a really nice recipe. It's meant for dessert, obviously. Uh, and like Facebook stuff. But anyway, um, let's see what else we got here. Oh yeah, Belgian waffles. These waffles are super crisp on the outside, light as a feather on the inside, and so scrumptious. Avoid removing them from the waffle iron too soon. They should be a golden brown. Enjoy. Submitted by Marie. Not Anne-Marie, though. <laughs> It'll be ready in 40 minutes. There's 8 ingredients. Yield 6 waffles and can serve up to 4 to 6. Here are the ingredients. 2 cups of flour. 4 teaspoons of baking powder. 1 half teaspoon of salt. 1 fourth cup of sugar. Two eggs, one half cup of vegetable oil, two cups of milk, and one teaspoon of vanilla. Now, here are the directions. Step one, oil the waffle maker. Step two, sift the dry ingredients together in a large bowl. Step three, in a separate bowl, separate the egg whites and beat until the stiff picks form. The stiff Peaks form, I should say. Step four. Well, step three was in a separate bowl. Separate the egg whites and beat until the stiff peaks form. Now we'll go to step four. In a separate bowl, mix together the egg yolks, milk, oil, and vanilla, and stir it slightly. Step five. Add to the dry ingredients and mix well. Step 6, fold in the egg whites, and step 7, cook in the waffle iron on medium-high heat for around 5 to 10 minutes. And that's Belgian waffles for ya. Why would you change the separation of the egg white and yolk? That way was way better. Yeah, I can see why, but yeah. 
And because of that, he got himself a 4.7 rating. Supposedly. But anyway, that might do it for now. I don't know. Let me see. Maybe we can read in there a quick recipe here. Um, 14 graduation party ideas. Let me see this. Or not. Oh, there we go. Just clicking on those things take a while to load for some reason. Alright, graduation diplomas. What's this? Okay, it's open up a new tab. It's fine. Okay, it's a less than 60 minute recipe. Take your favorite pinwheel recipe and turn into a diploma with this simple but fantastic idea my husband came up with before the party. Looks like there's cheese and meat in it. Let's see what this is. Ready in 45 minutes. Ingredients are six. It yields 40 diplomas and serves 40. Hence the reason why it's a party recipe. And we might have time to read this. Hold on. Ingredients, 40 fajita-sized flour tortillas, four 8-ounce packages of softened cream cheese, Four 8-ounce packages of sliced beef that are diced. Two cups of shredded cheddar cheese. Three bunches of green onions, chopped small. And you might also want to use accent seasoning as well if possible. Now here are the directions. Step 1. Mix all ingredients except the tortillas together to make filling. Or you could use your own favorite pinwheel filling recipe. You never know. Step 2. Spread desired amount of filling onto each tortilla, just as if you were making pinwheels. Step 3. Roll up just as if you were making a pinwheel, but do not cut it. Tie a 6 to 8 inch length of colored ribbon that matches your graduate's color scheme, that is. Around the middle of the rolled up tortilla to look like a diploma. This is so easy, everyone will love them. Had one guest tell me she was totally stealing the idea when her daughter graduates. Step 6. Time state is approximate. It depends on how many you can make and how fast you can roll and tie. Just saying. If one guy say, how can I print this recipe? Well, pure and simple, there's a print button on the top, you dummy. <laughs> But anyway, I guess that will do it for this segment, guys. Um, but coming up in the next segment, we'll have um, more Celebrity TMZ news. What else? Um, but anyway, it's about 7.30 right now. Let me see if I can get some commercials in um, for you guys. Um, let's see here. Just you three minutes this time. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and stop it here for now. Coming up, Celebrity TMZ News at 7.40 a.m. You're listening to the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. We will be right back right after this. That was Miley Cyrus Jaded. Before that, I forget what it was. Oh, yeah, Sweater Weather by the Neighborhood. 
I was switching back and forth between songs, but I finally got the right order now, so there you go. Um, anyway, um, it's now time for Celebrity News, courtesy of TMZ. Look at that nice. Alright, it takes a while to load, because it has a lot of stuff on here, obviously. And we'll start things off with good old Tina Turner. Music lives forever. Massive streaming spike after her death. Tina Turner may be gone, but her music is already showing it'll stand the test of time. Getting massive boosts across streaming platforms the hours after her death. Tina's songs and albums have all seen crazy spikes in listens and downloads. Amazon's Movers and Shakers singles chart is full of Tina's work. At the time of this post, though, What's Love Got to Do With It has seen a 230,575% boost in sales. Private Dancer is up 285,327%. We Don't Need Their Hero up 210,909%, and The Best is up 62,425%. As for the albums on Amazon, her Tina Live is up 297,322%, Private Dancer is up 273,528%, and Break Every Rule is up 140,825%. Tina's also having a big surge on iTunes as well with What's Love Got to Do With It, Proud Mary, and Better Be Good to Me, as just some of the singles pushing their way to the top. There's a YouTube video here called Tina Turner, Proud Mary, The Wembley Live Performance back from 2000. It's also been reported her song What's Love Got to Do With It is making a push on Spotify as well. Now, as we have reported, Tina's team announced legendary singer and queen of rock and roll died Wednesday at the age of 83. In a statement, they say, they said, it is with great sadness that we announced the passing of Tina Turner with her music and her boundless passion for life she enchanted millions of fans around the world and inspired the stars of tomorrow. Well, rest in peace, Tina, I guess. Now on to Britney Spears' mother-daughter reunion for the first time in years. Boy, that nice. Britney Spears' mom flew to L.A. Wednesday to see her daughter. And Britney was receptive enough to let her inside her home and spend some time catching up. Lynn Spears arrived at LAX in the morning and was driven to the home of Britney's manager, Kate Hudson. She then took an Uber to Britney's home. We were told that Britney didn't know exactly when Lynn was coming, but she knew her mom was in town to see her. When Lynn arrived at Britney's home, the singer let her inside and the two spent around 30 minutes chatting. We were told that Sam was also present. Our sources say the ice between mother and daughter is fine. They've been texting recently and Lynn knew the path was clear enough to make the trek from Louisiana to L.A. 
Now, as you know, Brittany was on a tear at the end of the conservatorial ship and afterward, saying her mom and the rest of her family betrayed her. This is a pretty clear sign of a chance of recolonation. But after Lynn left, Brittany and Sam got in her car, drove around for a bit, and then returned home. Our sources say that Lynn is just committed to making it right with her daughter. Ain't that nice? Alright, Kim Kardashian drags Kanye for Drake hookup claims. Their sex tape talked too, by the way. Kim Kardashian is clearly seen red at times when it comes to her ex-husband, Kanye West, ripping into him for publicly talking about her sex tape and cooking up rumors when she was hooking up with Drake behind his back. KK went off about Ye during the season 3 premiere of The Kardashians, telling Kris Jenner how exhausted she's been with her ex-hubby's behavior, saying he spread the rumor of that she was having an extramarital affair with Drake, with whom Kanye's had beef. But as Kim sees it, Ye, who once bragged he's her ultimate protector, is doing the opposite these days, which she says includes uncomfortably bringing up her sex tape with Ray J all those years ago. Kim goes on to say his insane narratives are a common occurrence, but believes all the stuff he's been spewing will mess up their kids more than her tape had ever could. She even says that Ye wants to approve what she says about him on the show, which obviously didn't go his way. Now, as we reported... Kim and Ye called it quits in 2021 and finalized their divorce the following year. And since the split, we've been, we've been him call out his ex-wife quite a bit over co-parenting, especially when she was at the heat of her relationship with Pete Davidson. And back in December, Kim said she tries her best to keep the parental drama away from her four kids' eyes, jumping to great lengths to keep the noise to a minimum around them. She also recently revealed she's cried herself to sleep over the many challenges she faces taking care of her kiddos. Kids come first, guys. Just saying. Anyway, um... One more story. Vanderpump Rules Reunion Part 1. Tom Sadoval gets verbally slaughtered over wrinkle affair. The Vanderpump Rules Reunion wound up being as expected for Tom Sadoval... He was turned into a human piano by fellow cast members, angry over his affair with Rachel Wavis, which, as everyone knows, destroyed his longtime relationship with Ronnie Maddox. Part 1 of Season 10's reunion kicked off Wednesday night as Bravo host Andy Cohen sat down to hash it all out with the entire cast of VPR. Tom, Ronnie, Lisa Vanderpump, Lala Kent, Shiana Shea, James Kennedy, Katie Maloney, and Tom Schwartz. Interestingly, Rachel was squirreled away in a private room watching from a TV monitor because at the time the reunion was shot, she had a restraining order against Shiana, who allegedly punched her during an argument. The order has since been dismissed. With the cast seat around Andy, the insults began flying almost immediately, 
and as usual, Tom was the primary target, but Lisa was clearly in his corner. In one back and forth, Arani voiced her disgust for cheating on her, saying, I think he caused a divide in the relationship because he was effing their people. Lisa stopped Arane and asked, Other people are very different than just Rayquil. Arane also replied, He's F more than Rayquil. Whoa, I think I went a little too fast. Okay, here we go. Then Lala jumped in and called Tom a dangerous human being, but Lisa again ran to Tom's defense dismissing, dismissing Lala's statement as ridiculous. Lala responded, I didn't ask for anyone else's opinion. James had several fiery exchanges with Tom, labeling him a clown and mocking him as he cried while apologizing to Arane. At one point, James, who was once engaged, engaged to Rayquil, left his seat and got up in Tom's face, leading to both men almost coming to blows. And after Andy calmed the situation down, he asked Tom the most pivotal question of the night. Why didn't Tom come clean to Ronnie about his affair with Rayquil from the get-go? Tom said, I was obviously scared to. Also, she was going for a lot during that time, and I didn't want to add anything, referring to the death of Ronnie's grandmother. The rest of the show was more the same anyway, being Tom playing the Fiona and his detractors hitting him with sticks, but in a verbal, not physical, sense of course. Now, round two of the free part reunion will kick off next Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. Please bring the popcorn, and I believe it's on Bravo, by the way. But I think that will do it. So now, I need to get some commercials in really quick. I'll worry about the music later. Um, coming up in the next segment, we're going to have Pokemon news for you guys, so... Check that out while you can. Um, and we'll do a little bit odd this time. How about that? But anyway, you're listening to the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club, everyone. We'll be right back right after this. Whoa. All right, that was um somebody that I used to know featuring Kimbra by Gote. Believe or not, from Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Gates to Infinity, music from inspired by the TV series. Yes, I have a soundtrack for my game, by the way, on KHKJ TV. You can also listen to that playlist online at YouTube.com. Just search KHKJ TV, KHKJ TV. Kind of a little tongue twister there. And look, and you should be able to find the playlist that says Gates Infinity Soundtrack. Ain't that nice? And speaking of Gates Infinity, it's Pokemon time with Pokemon-related news. We're now at Pokemon.com, the official Pokemon website. Let's take a look at Umbreon in Pokemon Unite. Umbreon is now available in Pokemon Unite. It's available for Nintendo Switch, iOS, and Android devices. Snarl and Foul Play your way for the competition with the Moonlight Pokemon on Aos Island. 
Channel your inner focus as Umbreon in Pokemon Unite. Like Espeon, Glaceon, and Sylveon, the Moonlight Pokemon begins each match as Eevee before it evolves into Umbreon before during the battle. But unlike its fellow Eevee evolutions, Umbreon is a melee defender with a bit of moxie to its name. Prepare to unleash mean looks, snarl, and foul play as this dark type Pokemon. You can obtain an Umbreon for 12,000 Aos coins or 575 Aos gems at the Unite Battle Comedy Shop. Umbreon will only be obtainable with Aos gems for the first 7 days of its release. Umbreon is joined the fray, but there's even more on the horizon for fans who are over the moon for Eevee and its evolution to know. Enjoy Eevee everywhere during the Eevee Festival with Eevee Apollo Rama Battles. Special quick battles in which only Eevee can participate. Eevee will be scared all over the map, and Gigantamax Eevee will make an appearance too as well. Now during this event, players will be able to earn fabulous prizes, including Unite licensed puzzle pieces for Espeon, Glaceon, and Sylveon. Players will also be able to style their favorite Eevee evolutions with discounted checkered hallway. The Eevee Festivities will take place until Thursday, June 22nd at 4.59pm Pacific Daylight Time. Now let's read on to learn more about everything Umbreon has to offer and how to pick up a few tips before basking the moonlight on Aos Island. The Umbreon Basics. Its ability is anticipation from Eevee. When Eevee would be shoved, thrown, or left unable to act, that effect is negated. This ability goes on cooldown after it's triggered. The ability for Umbreon is inner focus. When Umbreon would be shoved, thrown, or left unable to act, that effect is negated. But for a short time, Umbreon also becomes immune to hindrances and its defense and special offense are increased. This ability goes on cooldown after it's triggered. <clears throat> now on to the basic attacks. Umbreon's basic attack becomes a boosted attack with every third attack, lunging at its opposing Pokemon and dealing damage. This, pro this boosted attack also restores Umbreon's hit points. The lower Umbreon's remaining hit points are, the more hit points is restored. Level 1 and 2 moves. Swift. Eevee shoots star-shaped rays doing damage to opposing Pokemon and applying a mark to them. Eevee's movement speed is increased when it is near marked opposing Pokemon. When Eevee deals damage to marked opposing Pokemon, <coughs> its next basic attack becomes a boosted attack. Fake Tears. Eevee feigns crying, dealing damage to nearby opposing Pokemon and decreasing their defense and special offense while granting Eevee a shield. Level 4 moves. Mean Look. Umbreon pins an opposing Pokemon with a dark arresting look. For a short time, the opposing Pokemon becomes surrounded by a black zone, which it cannot leave. While Umbreon is in the black zone, its basic attacks become boosted attacks, and it deals increased damage. Mean Look can be upgraded to increase the black zone's irritation as well. <coughs> Foul Play. Umbreon charges dealing damage to opposing Pokemon hits and decreasing their movement speed as well. 
If the charge hits the opposing Pokemon, <coughs> foul play can be used yet again. If foul play is used again, Umbreon sweeps in front of itself with its tail, dealing damage to opposing Pokemon hits, decreasing their movement speed and shoving them. The second stage of foul play deals increased damage based on the attack of the opposing Pokemon hit in the first stage. The higher their attack, the higher the damage. Foul play can also be upgraded to make Umbreon's next basic attack after foul play becomes a boosted attack. <coughs> Level 6 moves. Wish. Umbreon makes a wish for an ally Pokemon. For a set amount of time, that ally Pokemon receives reduced damage, then afterward, the wish comes true and restores hit points to that Pokemon. Now, if a targeted ally Pokemon is knocked out <coughs> before the wish does come true, a different ally Pokemon near it takes the wish instead. Wish can also be upgraded to further reduce damage received by the targeted ally Pokemon, as well as increase the amount of hit points restored when the wish comes true. Snarl. Umbreon yells as if it's ranting about something, dealing damage to opposing Pokemon in the area around it, and decreasing their attack, decreasing their attack, special attack, and movement speed while also granting Umbreon a shield. Umbreon continues to yell for a set amount of time, then it lets loose the final shout leaving opposing Pokemon in the area around it unable to act and further decreasing their attack and special attack. The attack and special attack decreases can also stack. Snarl can be upgraded to increase the length of time the final shot leaves opposing Pokemon unable to act. And last but not least, Umbreon's Unite move, Moonlight Prance. Umbreon continually recovers hit points when it's not in combat. Umbreon also leaps up and absorbs the shields of opposing Pokemon in the area around it, taking them for itself. Then Umbreon lands, dealing damage to opposing Pokemon in the area of effect and leaving them unable to act. <coughs> also for a short time afterward, when the opposing Pokemon in the area of effect is grasped the shield, Umbreon absorbs a portion of it and takes it for itself. Now on to Metagame Watch. Um, do we have time to read this? We can try. Um, melee defenders need to stay in the action and make space for their less durable and less mobile teammates. Umbreon is a unique melee defender that focuses less on hindering opposing Pokemon and more on healing with its boosted attacks and with Wish, all while making its way through opposing Pokemon and fat with foul play and snarl. These moves allow Umbreon to focus on diving in and knocking out opposing attackers while using the self-healing to avoid being knocked out itself. Strong against Blastoise. Umbreon should usually avoid attacking bulkier Pokemon like Blastoise, but thanks to Umbreon's Unite move called Moonlight Prance, it can, however, though, take great advantage of Pokemon with very large shields. And at higher levels, Blastoise Unite move, Hydro Typhoon, grants Blastoise a huge shield that allows it to dive into the enemy backline without any concern. When Umbreon uses Moonlight Prance, though, Umbreon can immediately steal away that shield, effectively stealing some of Blastoise's hit points for itself. 
weak against Mew. Foul play allows Umbreon to chase down the most Pokemon, but Mew's high mobility makes it difficult for Umbreon to chase down new species Pokemon. Mew also has long range moves like Solar Beam and Electro Ball that can take down Umbreon in a one on one fight. As for Umbreon, it is best to target Mew with additional backup and extra hindrances. But otherwise, it can be challenging to pressure the ranged attacker with Snarl, Foul Play, or Mean Look. And that's pretty much it. That was Umbreon now available in Pokemon Unite. But anyway, um, yeah. That was your good old Pokemon news there. But anyway, now we're going to go to a commercial break now, guys. So hold on one second, guys. We'll get those in. Where's that? There you go. Uh, 2.5. Alright, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. Coming up is new movies out now. We'll thank um, Independent Cinema for that and see what's going on. And maybe some Fandango stuff as well. But anyway, you're listening to the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for Thursday, May 25th, 2023. We will be right back right after this. That was Shore Fang by Miguel. Before that, it was Levitating by Julipa. You're listening to the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. On now, the segment five, new movies out now. And we are now on Fandango's website. Um, here's some new movies out, apparently. The Little Mermaid, the live-action version by Disney. Fast X, which is supposedly, um, the 10th Fast and Furious movie. That's interesting. Um, The Flash, which is supposedly a re-edition of Warner's, of DC Comics, The Flash. Of course, we also got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, of course. That's really old now. Well, it's not old, old, but it's... I've already seen it, obviously. Um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, um, which is actually, I think, a two-part series, actually, uh, believe it or not. It is the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, but now this is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and supposedly it's a multiverse of different Spider-Mans. I don't know. And then there's also Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We also got About My Father, which I haven't heard of, and I'm pretty sure I wouldn't care for anyway. Um, Kandar 2023, which looks like some live action, which sounds like some action movie, I don't know, War or whatever. The Machine, which seems like a netter um, action movie, I don't know. Book Club, Next Chapter, which seems to me like a drama movie that takes place foreign language, uh, foreign region. Then we got um, the Super Mario Brothers movie, which was released this year as well. It's also the um, top-grossing film this year. In fact, um, I wrote an article about it on our website. Let's go ahead and read it up about that. Yep, there we go. We're on the Tricky Fox Radio website. I wrote on here. Where are you at? Oh, there you are. All right. I guess I did not click on it, but here we are. Um... The Super Mario Brothers film crosses $1.17 billion 
worldwide, breaking a new record for a video game film adaption. This was written on our website, by the way, at trickyfoxradio.ml. What else? The Super Mario Brothers movie crosses a worldwide box office gross of $1.17 billion, making it the best-selling film based on a video game. And it's got Mario... Uh, there's a picture here that has Mario, Princess Peach, and her toad there. I can't remember his name, though, unfortunately. But I have seen this movie. I just can't figure the name off his head. According to Box Office Mojo, the Super Mario Brothers movie grossed $1.17 billion worldwide in just 36 days so far since its release. This article was originally posted back on May 12th, by the way. An average of $32.5 million per day. On top of all that, it's also the highest grossing film based on a video game, plus the highest grossing film of 2023 overall. Produced by Illumination Entertainment, the studio behind the Spickable Me series, and Nintendo, who owns the rights to Super Mario Brothers, and released by Universal Pictures, the film has a slight negative score, but shockingly became a smash hit, mainly due to the fact that it has a big assemble cast, including Chris Pratt from Guardians of the Galaxy 1, 2, and 3, Charlie Day, and Jack Black from Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle on the Next Level. Now, I have commented that its animation was pretty horrible compared to other animated films, but I guess Nintendo wanted to have that slight retro design, I guess. <laughs> Nintendo has done other films, both live-action and especially animated for that matter. In the live-action department, there was the original Super Mario Brothers movie from 1993, which wound up being a commercial failure, unfortunately. Nintendo's live next live-action film was Pokemon Detective Pikachu, I like Pokemon by the way, which was released to a slight lukewarm reception. Now as far as animated is concerned, well... It's the movie that we just mentioned just now, the Super Mario Brothers movie, becoming Nintendo's highest grossing film, along with all the Pokemon movies released back then, which of course I love, by the way. But I will save that for in their article, which obviously I haven't wrote yet, but obviously we should have been talking about that in segment four. But anyway, um, to see more information about the Super Mario Brothers movie box office gross results, there's a link to Box Office Mojo... And you can read up the IMDb article for the aforementioned film at imdb.com, which basically links imdb.com. And we also wrote an article about the best movies of 2022 and stuff like that. 2022 was a pivotal year for me, by the way. But anyway, I still got three minutes. I guess we can talk about these other two movies. Transformers Rise of the Beast, which is going to be a new Transformers movie. Um, I don't know who's all going to be in it. I am curious to see. Let's see if we can take a look at it. Alright, go ahead. Movie times start on Thursday, June 8th. So it isn't out yet, but it will be soon. But um, I just want to see more details. I want to see who's all playing this. Okay, Anthony Ramos as Noah. Dominic Fish back as Alina. And Optimus per mile and stuff like that. This is sort of a little bit different compared to others. But basically it's going to have like cool actors in this. Well, some actors I haven't heard of. But yeah, um... 
but it's going to be really great, guys. Plus, you can buy a ticket for a chance to win an NFT that is associated with the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 themed visual collectible. A chance to win trip to LA Premiere for every Dolby ticket purchased on Fandango to Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. You are automatically entered for a chance to win a trip to the LA Premiere. Plus, you can buy a ticket to Fast X and gain Fast Furious title for $7.50 each on Voodoo. And buy a ticket to see Transformers Rise of the Beast and get Transformers Rise of the Beast Bumblebee 2 movie collection for $5 off on Voodoo with a time offer. But anyway, that's pretty much it. Plus, there's other movies called um, The Flash, Little Mermaid, Indiana Jones, Fast X, Rise of the Beast, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is already out, by the way, and Elemental from Disney. But yeah, um, yeah. But that will pretty much do it for this segment. I need to get some stuff in the queue now. So, yeah. Let's see what we get here. Uh, one, two, three, three point five. Okay, that will make do. But anyway, you're listening to the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. For our final segment, we'll be doing local weather and news, maybe entertainment news. We'll see what happens. It's a little bit hard to come by with local news when everyone's paywalling stuff. Plus, also, the Eminizer Ops server hasn't wrote anything new, actually, so it's kind of oddball, really. But anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. Final segment will be local news and weather, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. That was Escapism by Ray and 070 Shake. Escapism from the F9. But anyway, um, you're listening to the final segment of the Turkey Fox Radio Morning Club. This show's almost over with. We still got one more segment to go. It's now time for um, an entertainment news story, plus um, maybe a brief weather forecast. I don't know. Um, anyway, um, that's not going to work wants me to Google it for some reason, so we're just going to have to do the um, disgusting maneuver again. <laughs> we'll just go to the Z100 New York, I guess. Even I don't think that domain is right, so we'll just go to Portland. Okay. The Barbie soundtrack includes music biggest stars and also Ryan Gosling. Barbie soundtrack includes music biggest stars and also Ryan Gosling by Rebecca Gonzalez. The artists on the Barbie soundtrack have been revealed. <clears throat> on Thursday, May 25th, Rolling Stone revealed the all-star lineup on Barbie the Album, which features the following artists. Ava Max, Charlie XCX, Dominic Fike, Dua Lipa, 5050, Gail, Haim, Ice Spice, Callie, 
Carol G, Khalid, Lizzo, um, okay, um, Nicki Minaj, Pink Pantheris, Tame Impala, and The Kid Verloy. In addition to all those artists, the soundtrack walls include actor Ryan Goslin, who's taking on the role of Ken opposite Margot Robbie's Barbie. In an Instagram graphic, they tease that more Barbies and Kens to be announced soon. Mark Bronson also served as the executive music producer for the project. The Convocation album will be released on July 21st, the same day as the movie hits theaters across the world. But And this Instagram photo here says, Extra Barbie News Extra. Barbie the album announced lineup. Basically, it was the artists, as we just said earlier, and more babies and cans to be announced. Executive music producer is Mark Bronson, available everywhere July 21st. BarbieTheAlbum.com. And the exclusive says the artists' lineup for the Barbie soundtrack at Barbie the Album has arrived. Hit the link in bio for more details and keep an eye out for the film's global trailer dropping at noon Eastern Time. On Monday, May 22nd, Dua Leaf announced that her single for the movie, Dance Tonight, will be released Friday at midnight on May 25th. Leafa will also make an appearance in the film as a Barbie mermaid with bright blue hair. The Barbie Twitter account also shared the first look at the entire cast in costumes last month. Other familiar faces in the cast include Ryan Goslin as Ken, as we said earlier, Sex Education's Emma Mackey, Yakuta Gatwa and Connor Swindells, Michael Xera as Alan, Saturday Night Live alum Kate McKinnon, Dury Girls Nicola Coughlin, Insecure's Issa Rae, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Simu Liu, Will Ferrell, America Ferreira, and Dame Helen Moran as the narrator. Barbie hits theaters on July 21st. Boy, ain't that nice. Um, anyway, um, I still got five minutes, guys, so let's go ahead and take a look at weather forecast. Um, weather. And it's not loading for some reason. I think that's just because my website's being slow for some reason. Sorry about the downtime, but this is just how my website works. Alright, 59 degrees outside with clear sky. Later today, it will be also clear sky with 77 degrees. Friday, it will be few clouds with a 79 degree temperature. That's the high, by the way. Saturday, it will be scattered clouds with 70 degrees. Sunday, it will be overcast clouds with 68 degrees. And then Monday, it will be 72 degrees with once again clear sky. And that is the um, five-day forecast. Now, uh, what's... Yeah, we'll worry about the weather.com stuff. I don't really feel like we're on about that. I had found out I had to do a copy-and-paste maneuver for the thing there. But anyway, that might do it for the radio, for the show, guys. I don't know. Um, I just realized I still have four minutes to talk with you guys. So we'll figure something out, I guess. Um, 
Well, I guess I can read seven on my webpage, on my own webpage. Here's something I hadn't read yet. It was posted, um, 12 days ago, but I'm gonna go ahead and read anyway, if I can load it, that is. Yes, we can. NBC Universal's Linda Yacrino is now named a new Twitter CEO. Linda Yacrino is named CEO of Twitter following a tumbling stock of Tesla, a sister company of Twitter under, under owner Elon Musk. Elon Musk revealed yesterday that Linda Ra- I can't pronounce this right, so please forgive me. Elon Musk revealed yesterday that Linda Yakarino, who worked at NBC Universal since 2011, was named the new Twitter CEO. She was previously the chairman of for advertising and sales at NBC from 2011 to 2023. Yakarino will focus primarily on the business itself. Well, Musk will continue to focus on product design and technology. And then there's a link to Madison.com that is the national news that says Musk confirms Twitter's new CEO is ad guru Linda Yacrino from NBC Universal. Who is she? And all that good stuff. And that's pretty much it. Um, there's nothing really too special to see there now. But anyway, um... That's pretty much it, guys. Um, I'm hoping you enjoyed your day as much as I did. I just want to let everyone know I apologize if these segments were a little bit off, especially the first one, because the first one, I kind of had the wing a little bit. Aunt Lou didn't get to hear it, but I will be offering this on demand for people, including her, who didn't hear the first half. What happened was, I didn't get really a lot of sleep today, last night. I... Went to bed around 12 a.m. and woke up around a little bit before 6 a.m. So, yeah, that was like three less hours of sleep compared to yesterday. But, yeah, um, but that was why the first segment was a little bit off compared to the others. My production system was getting hung up when we were trying to record this program, but it is recording right now. Just It's just how it is. Stuff happens. Computers are very slow. There's nothing we can do about it. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, that will pretty much do it for this show. I still got about a minute to talk with you. I guess I can go ahead and throw in some advertisements really quick. Um, but anyway, that concludes the Turkey Fox Radio Morning Club, everyone. It's been good having you with us. Um, but anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed your day as much as I did. I hope you'll enjoy the rest of your day now. Um, Hopefully you will. I don't know, but we'll see. Um, But thanks for listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club, everyone. As always, we will be back on the air. I'll be back on Friday, May 26, 2023. Maybe. We'll see. And we'll have this upload our website later along with that Class of 2004 mix I was telling you about in the first segment, if you were listening. But anyway, I'm Jesse Hackinson signing off on Turkey Fox Radio for Thursday, May 25th, 2023. Goodbye.